Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. It's it's been a little while since we provided uh, any focus on business issues, so let's head in that direction this week on Chicago's Legal Latte. Uh, hello again, Jim Mitchell, and uh, glad to be back with you, if not in a hundred percent voice. Uh, the good news is I've got a uh, a great guest that will uh, hopefully carry the conversation for us today. Now, if you're new to the podcast, let me provide a quick introduction. Each week, uh, listeners join me as I engage an experienced attorney or other guest in a conversation on a key legal topic. We cover personal issues, family law, items related to businesses, taxation, criminal law, and really a lot more. Uh, Now, today, our topic is going to be wage claims in the workplace. My guest will be attorney Lance Zebel of Lavelle Law. Lance has a, a tremendous background in litigation and workplace disputes as an experienced practitioner with Lavelle Law. So he will be, a, I think, a great contributor for us today. Good afternoon, Lance. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Good, thanks. So let's um, let's do what we often like to do, which is just kind of start with a definition when we talk today uh, on our topic of um, wage claims. What, what specifically does that mean from a legal perspective? Well, wage claim is generally... Um of claim an employee makes for unpaid wages. Um, it's by statute. There's a Illinois statute called the Illinois Wage Payment and Collection Act, and generally the wages can fall under two types of scenarios. One would be ongoing wages, which you know as long as you're employed. The other one would be what's called final compensation, which would be pay you're entitled to at the time of your employment ending, whether it's by way of termination or resignation or otherwise. Okay, so these disputes, particularly, as you said, uh, deal with with wages that have not been paid. So to continue the definition, maybe by um, exclusion, this isn't about um, fair wages or minimum wage issues. It's particularly just wages which have or have not been paid. Correct, and it includes um, vacation, commissions, um, you know, any other perky-type payments that mm-hmm. an employee mm-hmm. might be entitled to. Um, it doesn't include independent contractors, however. Uh, so you okay. have to be okay. an employee. Great. And and when we talk about an employee of a company, can can really any employee file this claim? Uh, anyone who is, uh, you know, on, on the payroll, uh, whether it's salaried hourly or anything else? There's no limitation. The only limitation that there is is there has to be an agreement between the employer and the employee regarding wages um, and services. That agreement can take the form of a written employment agreement or it could be an oral employment agreement. Okay. Now, when we talk about filing a claim, and you mentioned that this is uh, covered by a, by a statute in Illinois, uh, who, do, who does the claim get filed with? Well, it can go two places, actually. Um, it can be filed with the Illinois Department of Labor, or it can be filed in a circuit court. 
So it really just depends on the employee, to be honest with you. They have their choice of which two forums they'd like to go into to resolve the issue. Okay. Now, when we talk about resolving the issue, let's let's look at this from the employer's perspective at this point in the conversation. If if uh, I'm an employer and uh, someone brings a claim of this sort against me, what, what what do I do in terms of defending the claim? Well, it, it, part of it depends where it's filed. Um, if it's filed in court, the traditional mm-hmm. response would be an answer to the complaint and then go from there. If it's filed before the Department of Labor, um, generally you get the opportunity to respond to the claim in writing um, and dispute it. Uh, If there's a disagreement as to the wages between the employer and the employee, then they generally have a hearing, um, which is sort of like a trial, but not not nearly as involved. Um, And then an administrative law judge will make a determination about what, if any, wages are due, uh, and then you have to pay them. And if you don't pay them, then the Department of Labor can pursue you in court, um, but generally it doesn't get to that point. Okay. Um, And, and again, whether it's uh, in the circuit court or the Illinois Department of Labor, you you mentioned uh, hearing and and, hearing. you know, f- filing a, a response. What what else happens in the process? Any, I assume that documentation is probably involved, and having having some records would be helpful. But um, is this uh, a lengthy hearing? Can you call witnesses, or is it just pretty much one side and the other? You know, again, if it's in court, it's more traditional in the sense that there could be witnesses, documents, things of that nature. If it's an administrative hearing. Um, Similar, you would still provide any documents that you might have, and you certainly have the right to bring witnesses. It's just not as formal a process. Okay. And is it um, uh, traditionally, I mean, in a dispute like this, and maybe there's no you know, set standard for it, but is it um, frequently about um, the amount that is owed or the services that were provided, or is it uh, more frequently do you see just no payment whatsoever? And, uh, or, or, as I said, can it be a dispute over the, the amount uh, that was that was paid or not paid? It can, it can be about either. Generally, it's usually about both. Um, it, it's okay. usually some combination of not receiving payment and there being a question of whether the services were actually performed. Um, or if payments due for those services, um, you know, the, the traditional wage claim for just wages is usually pretty straightforward. Um, you know, the person either worked or did not, and they either got paid or did not. Where things tend to get a little stickier um, is final compensation. That's generally the the more heavily litigated area of wage claims. And the reason it's more heavily litigated is not only do you have questions of wages at that point, but then you get into questions of vacation being due and payable, um, commissions being due and payable, and bonuses being due and payable. And that's really where, you know, most of these cases are fought. Well, we're, we're getting a lot of uh, information today, a lot of detail on, on a podcast like this. Uh, time prohibits us sometimes from going into a lot of detail or as much perhaps as you'd like to hear. 
Um, so let me suggest um, for anyone who's listening, you can always visit LavelleLaw.com. Now you're going to find some comprehensive, um, let me just let me say, a, a large collection of very detailed articles on on topics like this. Uh, Lavelle Law offers more than a dozen practice groups, and, and all of the 22 attorneys there, in, including Lance, who's with us today, um, produce frequent articles that you'll find posted on the website. So if you're interested in workplace issues uh, like this or others, um, you might want to check for articles pertaining to those. And, and also um, uh, some of our past podcasts are, are there as well. Uh, so that's LavelleLaw.com, and, and you can also find podcasts on, on iTunes so we can share this information going forward. Um, so as we as we look at um, these uh, wage claims, uh, in the past we talk about different types of companies, uh, corporations, S corps, C corps, and partnerships, LLCs, and such. Is there ever a case, Lance, in, in which the employer has any any personal liability in cases like these? There is um, actually. It's interesting. It's not just. It doesn't always just run to the owner of the corporation, um, probably the more accurate way to frame it is the person responsible for paying wages can be held personally liable under the Wage Payment and Collection Act. So you could have a payroll person in your office that could potentially be personally liable, and they're not even the owner of the company. And and when you go through this process, it, it was interesting because earlier you mentioned that um, you know the the dispute can be over um, you know multiple different things. When the um, uh, hearing judge or or the uh, case worker whoever is handling this uh, sort of comes up to their decision, is it usually do they have to decide between one side or the other, or can they come back with sort of a mixed? or even a com- uh, sort of a, a compromise view, or they just have to take whatever the complaint was and say yes or no to that? No, I mean, like any legal matter, whoever is pressing the claim has the burden of proof of, you know, showing what they're entitled to. So I've certainly been involved in hearings where um, the administrative law judge has split the baby, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. and by that I mean they may find that there were certain days worked that were compensable, certain days worked that were not. Um, there was a vacation policy that provided for so many days of vacation, but not a carryover of vacation. Um, or certainly one of the more memorable ones for me was, you know, whether commission was due and payable at the time that the employment relationship ended. So. They certainly have some discretion to, you know, determine what is going to be paid, if anything, but um, certainly the person bringing the claim has to be able to show that they're entitled to what they're asking for. Um, And a lot of times, my experience is employees grossly overstate what they think they're going to be entitled to. And, and you know, it seems like no matter when we talk about business issues on the podcast, uh, almost every topic comes back to sort of taking a proactive approach and, and being preventative by keeping good records. And it, it sounds to me like payroll is just another example of that, that, you know, if, in fact, claims like this should arise, if you've got, as an employer, very solid records and you've kept track of everything, you're in a much better position. 
That's, I mean, I think that's always true, but I mean, and I've harked on this previously in podcasts, and I wouldn't miss an opportunity to harp on it again. Um, really the kind of guiding star for any of these administrative proceedings, and it's true in court as well, but certainly in the administrative side, is having a very good handbook or policies and procedures that documents vacation, commission, um, hours of work, when payment for services is due. Um, Because not every job is, you know, your prototypical nine to five, you get paid every other week. There's certainly people that work on a different type of pay scale where perhaps there's some condition to them getting paid. Um, Common one I see is um, home health care with nurses. Sometimes they can't be paid until all their notes are turned in. Um, And if there's a very clear policy about that, then you stand a better chance if they haven't turned in their notes and you haven't paid them. And with just a little bit of time we've got left here, we we talked about the two different ways that this could go, Circuit Court or Illinois Department of Labor. Um, Do both uh, provide an appeal process once a decision is is provided? They do. It's Actually, they somewhat go the same route, but if you want to appeal an administrative decision, assuming it's final and binding, um, you would appeal into the circuit court. Um, If you're talking about a lawsuit that's filed in the circuit court, you would appeal to the appellate court at that point. But yes, there are appeal procedures, whichever way you end up going. All right, well, um, as I said earlier, sometimes we don't get to go to enough detail, but certainly want to thank uh, um, Lance for taking the time today and uh, appreciate his comments on our on our topics. We'll let him go and get back to his day. We'll just kind of wrap things up here with our listeners. Once again, uh, Lance Zebel of Lavelle Law was my guest today and uh, provided you know, a great deal of information, as he always does. So if uh, it has piqued your interest uh, as a business owner, on this or maybe other topics that come to mind, you can reach Lance at uh, 847-705-7555. I know he'll gladly take a couple minutes to talk to you. And you can always visit lavellelaw.com for more information. And, of course, we always encourage you to keep an eye on our upcoming podcasts for topics that uh, interest you along these same lines. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.